The first time I read Chapter 5 of Of Mice and Men, I was on a stationary bike at Gold's Gym. When Lenny broke Curly's wife's neck, I had to stop, walk outside, and collect myself. I might have even cried. Today's literary quote of the day comes from Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men. Greetings and welcome to the Teaching ALA podcast where this summer we combine my two favorite things, literature and summer vacation. Get ready for some literary quotes. Our quote of the day doesn't come from George and Lenny. It comes from it comes from Crooks, who understands a thing or two about loneliness since he's been ostracized on account of his skin color. In this scene, he's speaking with Lenny, who in addition to not understanding he's not supposed to be in Crooks' room, he really doesn't have any clue what Crooks is even talking about. Crooks, although annoyed, is just happy to have someone to talk to. We'll use his words, quote, Suppose you didn't have nobody. Suppose you couldn't go into the bunkhouse and play rummy because you was black. How'd you like that? Suppose you had to sit out here and read books. Sure, you could play horseshoes till it got dark, but then you gotta read books. Books ain't no good. A guy needs somebody to be near him. A guy goes nuts if he ain't got nobody. Don't make no difference who the guy is as long as he's with you. I tell you, I tell you, a guy gets too lonely and he gets sick, end quote. Crooks explains to Lenny the effects of loneliness. This passage highlights the need for companionship and the impressive nature of Crook's society. Although most of the men have no true friends, they at least get to play cards and associate with others. Lenny, because of the color of his skin and his friendship with George, cannot possibly understand Crook's plight. George, this is a spoiler alert, by the way, but if you haven't read of Mice and Men, I'm like, seriously? George chooses to kill Lenny at the novel's end, realizing that Lenny could not stand the loneliness of being locked up in a prison or an asylum. Now, I doubt that uh, you are a farm worker, a farm migrant worker, although you, although you may know a, a migrant worker or two. I don't know. Depends where you live, I guess. Uh, sometimes I work with migrants. We have migrants at our school from time to time. My wife actually does group classes with migrants. I'm not going to tell you too much more than that. But here we have another example in literature where empathy would have gone a long way. So although we're not migrants ourselves, we can certainly see how empathy might make our school and our communities better. All the all the characters in this novel should know what it's like to feel lonely. You got Candy, who's ostracized because of his age and his disability. There's Lenny, who's ostracized because of his disability. There's Crooks, who's ostracized because of his race. There's Curly's wife, who's ostracized because of her gender. Everyone on this ranch is lonely, but instead of demonstrating empathy and building bonds that would erase loneliness, they tear each other down and are miserable. I kind of see this going on uh, in schools, especially middle schools to a certain extent, where the kids are just so mean to each other, often under the guise of just kidding. What it really is is that they're all insecure, and instead of empathizing with one another, they put each other down to stop feeling insecure about themselves. Of course, that doesn't work. Tearing other people down to feel better about yourself doesn't work. I've tried it. I've tried it. I've seen middle school kids try it. Empathy will work. And you can work empathy into your lesson plans. It doesn't have to be of mice and men. In fact, I have in the show notes short stories for teaching empathy lesson plans. So check out the show notes. Check out those uh, lesson, just some short stories. Now, not all the lesson plans necessarily uh, deal with empathy directly. Some do, but the stories, uh, the stories in there do deal with empathy. For example, we have one of my favorites, the interlopers, where two enemies go out and hunt each other, and they they're about to kill each other. They hate each other so much that they're willing to kill each other in cold blood. And then a tree falls on them. And they suddenly find themselves in the same position, trapped under a tree in a blizzard, freezing, hungry, probably in a little bit of pain. As you know, I haven't had a tree fall on me lately, but I'm guessing it hurts. 
And as you probably guessed by now, they become friends because they're going through the same thing. They realize how stupid they've been. And I think sometimes if we help students demonstrate empathy, feel empathy, show empathy, it could erase a lot of the problems we see in our schools and in our society. And I think as teachers as well, I don't know about your what your uh, teacher workroom's like, but I know I've taught at schools where it's been a toxic atmosphere for whatever reason. Not a lot of empathy going on there. So uh, something to keep in mind as we go about our day. And uh, sorry, I sound a little bit luxury, huh? TED Talk-ish. Either way, it's the Teaching the Hey, hey, you're awesome podcast. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 